0: Guys, what's going on? And welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah. I almost said Merry Christmas. Um, And today we are talking about uh, toxic positivity, you know, what that looks like, what it feels like, and how um, the need to be positive and love and light all the time can actually be very damaging uh, to a person who may be experiencing things or very damaging in your relationships. And I want to unpack that because this podcast does focus um, around, you know, staying elevated, rising above your situations and, uh, you know, taking flight. But there's still an element that I try to bring that focuses on the realism of life. So we're going to get into that. If you're at home, get some water, uh, get a pen and paper. You might need it. If you're driving, put on your damn (laughs) seatbelt. Just go along for the ride. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into some things, and we're gonna just check in with ourselves at the same time. All right, so stay tuned. What's up, you beautiful people? Whatever day or time you are listening to this, uh, it's Monday here. But uh, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're having an amazing day. And um, I just want to ask, how's your heart? How are you? That was one of the first things. I think one of my first episodes, my earliest episodes, it was this concept of asking people how how their heart is. You know, because a lot of times when we ask people, "Hey, how are you?" First thing he says, I'm good. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) You sure you're good? Yeah, I'm good. Everything's great. Love and light. It's like, all right, I love that for you. But the reality and our realities don't always reflect what we say, right? And um, there's like this fear. It can go both ways. There's this fear of going through things, you know, being hurt by things, being affected by circumstances and, and just not being okay, um, that you you feel can be um, a burden or no no one wants to deal with that, right? And then on the other side, to be happy but feeling like you're not supposed to be, right? And I think toxic positivity is a movement that really... It, it's almost like, um, it's a shaming tactic, right? It's, it's a manipulative tactic that really puts people in this space of one, it, it kind of diminishes emotional intelligence. I feel like it, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, um, I don't know if the grades the word, but I'm I'm gonna use degrade. It it'll probably pop back in my head. But what it does is it uh it it kind of it it removes the the space for someone to feel or understand what exactly is going on with them at the moment. And not even in a, a, a cerebral process, but just an emotional awareness, aka emotional intelligence. I know for me, I think through my feelings a lot of times, and I've had friends that have told me, stop thinking through your feelings. (laughs) I think my therapist, even said it before too, he's like, stop thinking through your feelings. Like, just feel it without, um, you know, you could give your feeling a name, but you don't have to give it a task, right? I think that's very different. It's one thing for me to say, I'm pissed. That's it versus all right i'm pissed um so i need to do this now and then this needs to happen because this is happening because this happened previously it's like giving your 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 feeling a task so it it doesn't feel okay just being idle right and with toxic positivity there is this need to always kind of compare chaos. And what I mean by that, one of the things I, I really loathe hearing, hearing somebody say it or it being said to me is, well, somebody out there has it worse. Is not a competition. My pain and somebody else's pain are not a competition. Somebody having it worse than me, especially if I'm feeling like hell, Doesn't make me feel better. That's that whole thing of like misery loves company, right? Like, I don't get off on somebody else having a shitty life experience and they're hurting somebody in poverty or, you know, someone just not having the resources and tools that they need to get through life. That doesn't make me feel better. Right. And I know the intention in a lot of ways is to kind of give people perspective in terms of like what they should be grateful for. And I'm all about gratitude. Like I'm really all about like healthy and intentional gratitude. But to kind of abruptly stop somebody's emotional process, you're stunting their emotional intelligence. That's the word I was looking for. I knew it was going to come to me. You stunt someone's emotional intelligence. Which is why there are a lot of adults who don't know how to communicate their feelings. And I'm talking adults, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, go through their entire life not being able to fully express themselves. Why? Because they don't have the emotional intelligence. Why? Because they don't really have the space or the encouragement or the environment or the support to actually speak on their feelings honestly. Or society tells them it's not okay. You know, one of the things I love about this podcast is, like, demographically, there are a lot of women, um, amazing women and humans that uh, tune into this podcast. And you guys, oh, man, you have no idea how much it means to to hear your feedback and to know that as a guy, I am able to help you just be you and be seen and be, you know, honestly acknowledge the fact that you are valued because I know that doesn't always happen in society. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of women that listen to this podcast. But also there are starting to be a lot more guys that listen to this podcast too. And that's a big deal for me. The reason being is because guys don't talk about what the hell is going on. And that in itself creates a stigma in society where there's this weird ass imbalance of how um, guys are supposed to move through life and how women are supposed to move through life. And there's this, like, superiority complex and inferiority complex. And I don't play about that shit. (laughs) Either way, right? And the beauty in what's happening and what I appreciate is that more guys are coming to actually tune in and check in with themselves. Because I firmly believe if you can check in with yourself... You can also hold space for other people in a very healthy way. And that breeds healthier relationships, not just with others, but with yourself, right? And the toxic positivity or the, you know, just be happy. You know, you say that to a person that's going through a depressive episode, and I know depression very well, unfortunately. Um, It... It sends someone into a spiral because what the hell do you mean just be happy? Don't you think I've been trying to do that? (laughs) You don't think that I've tried to be happy? Like, do you honestly think that I want to sit here and feel, I want to feel so heavy that I feel empty? You honestly think that this is what I enjoy? You honestly think that I love to struggle to get out of bed and then struggle to get through my day and do work? Someone with anxiety, calm down. Think happy thoughts. You honestly think that I haven't tried that. You know, it's such a damaging uh, construct because what it does is it, it it removes the human experience and the ability to connect. One, but also two, it tells someone that what they are feeling is not okay. Them having a visceral response to their experiences. Is not okay for you, right? It's not okay for you. And what it says about the person who's saying those things is that you or they lack the emotional capacity to hold space for somebody as they're going through a tough time. You also, It also means that you probably don't do it for yourself. And at the same time, there are some people who are always like, oh, think happy thoughts or like stop complaining or whatever the case may be. That when they have one minor inconvenience, they expect the world to stop for them, which is interesting. So it's one sided, right? It's a double standard in terms of like who's allowed to feel uh, their feelings. Um, and it's just it, it. It's so damaging, right? It's so damaging there. I think the reason or what I've started to think about and, and recognize, too, you know, there are a lot of people who have a problem with just sitting still. Because the world tells you that you should be hustling 24-8, team no sleep. You should be hustling all the time. If, you know, this is the year that you don't go after your goals, then you're failing. Um, you know, hustlers wake up at 4 in the morning and they get their day started and they go through the day and they work, you know, 10 days a week. All those things. And it's like that, that busy mentality. It's like you're working, but you're busy, but are you actually doing anything, right? What are you actually doing throughout those those hours? Rest is so important. And I've learned this for myself because I was the type of person, especially back in college and, and growing up, I could fall asleep at like 3 in the morning, wake up at 7, <laughs> be fully functional. Like I was good. Um, you know, I didn't need much sleep. And I was I was good for a while, but what I started to realize is sometimes I would be so tired that I would start to take micro naps. I'll never forget there was this one time I um, I stayed up for almost I think forty eight hours close to, and I was on set, and um, they had us standing outside on on a on a corner in New York, and. While we were standing there, I realized I kept falling asleep standing up. And there was one point I fell asleep that I almost like, I almost hit the concrete. Like I almost like just laid out and I woke up just in time. My body was falling asleep and shutting down on its own without my knowledge because I wasn't even realize that I, I, I didn't realize that I was falling asleep at all. Like I would just kind of catch myself and I'd have to wake up immediately. And when that day was over, I came home and it even took a while for me to fall asleep at that point. And then when I finally fell asleep, I only slept for a couple of hours. But it was just like I was able to do that. I would never do that again, honestly. But it was just something that I realized in terms of rest. Now that I'm older. I realize that I can't, I can't even think straight sometimes if I don't have a decent amount of sleep. Like my body doesn't feel well. Um, my metabolism is off. My head space is foggy. My communication is, is kind of busted, <laughs> you know, and at this point, everything that I do work wise, I'm working with my body. I'm working with retaining information. Um, my diet's important, in the content that I produce, it all requires me to be fully present with my feelings and myself, but also rested. So I don't subscribe to the team no sleep BS, because it doesn't mean anything. And then, you know, the way for you to stay up for that long is what people aren't mentioning is like people are relying on substances. You know, coffee is a very much addictive for a lot of people. Um, Like caffeine is big, also sugar, you know, and then some people take it a little bit further and they use drugs, you know, and it's like that's how they are staying awake is not that, you know, that's the part that people don't mention. It's like, yeah, team, no sleep, but it's like, yeah, in order to do that and function, quote unquote, you have to be on something, So therefore, you're taking your body out of its natural rhythm and natural uh, state of being, and you're using supplements to sustain that. Then your body becomes reliant on the supplement, right? You see what I'm saying? So at some point in time, you're kind of doing things to be able to do something else, and it's like you're harming yourself in order to appear successful. Successful. And that's toxic because sometimes people are kind of like, well, what am I doing wrong? Because I used to feel that way too. I'm like, am I not doing enough that I am not, you know, waking up at four in the morning and doing all these things? And I'm like, well, I'm always working. I'm always working. There's not a day that I usually don't have something that I need to be doing, whether it's reading, you know, getting through my books, uh, preparing the podcast content, um, parent social media content, um, training, you know, studying, there's always something to be done for me. And sometimes the ability for me to just sit still and do absolutely nothing feels good. Because my mind is always running. Like, my mind is not shut off. Unfortunately. I'm grateful for it because it does allow me to be and do a lot of things, but it doesn't turn off. And um, I remember someone that used to be like, why, are, you're always tired. You know, you're always saying you're tired or you're always this. I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm running a lot. And also too, mental health is a, a a component. You know, I'm not relying on certain things to get me through the day. It's just me getting through my day with what I have in me naturally. And of course I'm gonna be tired. <laughs> you know, of course I'm going to be tired because it's like an uphill battle for sure. So I personally always make sure, you know, when I ask someone how they are, especially like my my people, like my close friends and my family, I say, how are you really? Because somebody will quickly talk about work. I'm like, hey, how are you? How's everything? Oh, work is good. And then I'm like, oh, that's cool. How are you outside of work? (laughs) How are you outside of everything else? How is, insert name, how are they doing? And I like to ask that question because now it forces the person to process what's going on with them versus them having to be mindful of what's going on around them, right? With everybody else. It's like, nah, how are you doing? What's up with you? Let's talk about you. You know, the other stuff can come later. I don't, I don't really care about that stuff right now. I want to know how you're doing. Let's, let's tap into that. You know, I, I understand too that there are some people who, um, you know, I think there's a difference between complaining and expressing yourself, right? Sometimes people are like, I can't complain. It's like, well, is it complaining? Or is it just you expressing yourself? You know? In my head a complaint is, you know, talking about a problem constantly and not really looking to resolve it. You just wanna dump it, right? That to me is a complaint. In my head, I feel like that's a complaint. Or, you know, I guess when people make complaints to businesses or whatever the case may be, it's like, what's the end goal? You know, what are you complaining for? Is there some incentive? That you're looking to get, or are you just wanting to um, be heard, right? And then something I've been trying to work on a little bit better because I've seen this is like you know being able to ask ask someone, hey, do you have the space for me to talk about this? You know, because sometimes we apologize for expressing ourselves, and we realize or we feel like we're ranting. And then it's like, well, this person doesn't want to deal with me. And there's a lot of us out there like that where it's like we don't really talk about things because we feel like people aren't fully listening or wanting to be bothered or we feel like a burden for speaking about our stuff. And then what happens is we turn inward. And I talked about love languages last week, right? We turn inward and we reject ourselves. Um, we uh, we restrict the love that our body communicates best with right we restrict our love language so if quality time is something for you you isolate you know access service you you stop taking care of yourself you don't ask for help right and that is destructive and then you have to pretend that everything is good. And that's not okay, because it's not all good, <laughs> you know. I never, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I can trust someone who is always great. And I'm not saying that they always have to be sad, because then that would be a cause for concern too. But like, someone who's always like everything's love and light, I'm like, all right, cool. So what you're, <laughs> what you're telling me? is that you have nothing going on in your life, right? No struggles, no challenges, no adversities to overcome. Also too, you probably won't be able to hold space for me um, to be human and I'm going to feel bad about not always being love and light. So that's an interesting thing too. Or sometimes it's just a pretending thing. I don't want relationships where it's pretending. I want you to be real as shit. If you're happy, I want to know that. I want to know what made you happy. I want to know what makes you feel good. You know, I want to know what's going on and I want to celebrate with you, but I also want to be able to sit with you when things are not going well, you know, be there through all the seasons. And I love having people that are there for me with the same. That's what relationships are. That's what bonds are. Um, One of the things I I told myself I'd start doing this year more is having hard conversations when they're necessary. And the past couple weeks alone, you know, I made it a point to speak up when I was being mistreated. You know, I said what I needed to say, and it wasn't like accusatory. It was just simply, I didn't appreciate this. This is how it made me feel. The end. Whatever they decided to come back with, it was like argumentative. And it was like, okay, you're just proving my point you're not listening to what I just said to you because you are so eager to be right versus hold yourself accountable. That has nothing to do with me. As long as I'm able to communicate and say, you know, and advocate for myself and say, this doesn't make me feel good, instead of pretending like everything's cool, that's better for me because now I'm not walking around with conflicting feelings, you know? Now I'm not trying to reason myself out of, feeling a certain way, or being affected by someone's behavior. Sometimes we do that too because of toxic positivity. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's not that bad. Look on the bright side. You know, it's not that deep. For some people, it is that deep. You know why? Because at this point, there's so many things that they've had to go through that are just sitting at the surface for them now. Because things have been that deep for them. You know, sometimes you got to look at why somebody may react to a, a spilled coffee. Some people are, are simply entitled. And it's like, that's the worst that could go on in their day. And then there are other people who are just like, this was my fucking breaking point. I've had so much going on that this would just tip me over. Right? Um, what else was I was going to say? Yeah, the whole thing of like being able to ask them, Ask someone, hey, do you have the space to hear me out or just listen to somebody without trying to give advice? I've been trying to work on that, too. It's like, you know, I've, um, I've made it a point a lot of times. It's like to listen to somebody talk and I say, do you want me to just listen or do you want my my take? I'm here for both. Right. But if you need me to just listen, I got you. I got you Um, and the ability to encourage someone to, you know, whenever someone's going through a tough time, I hate thoughts and prayers. Ah, that shit makes me cringe, (laughs) y'all. You know, seeing thoughts and prayers on on Instagram or anywhere else, um, thoughts and prayers. I'm like, are you actually going to think about that person? Are you going to pray for them? Probably not. Probably not. So why say it? You know? Like, why say it? Prayer does work. I firmly believe in that. But if you're going to pray for somebody's, you know, well-being or say you're going to pray for them, do it. Do it. Like, send a few up. You know, ask for those people to be protected and guided through life. Ask for those people to um to be healed and just be in, in the company of healing people you know do your best to be one of those people not just thoughts and prayers or love and light because that's bullshit words don't mean much (laughs) they don't always mean much because it's the actions behind them that that deliver right that deliver on that it's so important i think just to be I'd say mindful and just standing still. And again, there's some times where people may not want to get better and they just want to complain and they want the rest of the world to like sulk in what they're sinking in. Right? And then there are other people who may actually be going through things that are like looking to just talk out loud. You know, sometimes I I realize that strangers they'll like talk to me. And I'm not the type of person (laughs) that's just going to like readily talk to a stranger. And sometimes it makes me feel a little off. But what I've recognized and I've slowed down is I say, the fact that this person is talking so much to someone that they don't know about so much that they've been through is an indication that they've probably had very few people in their life to actually listen to them. And this is an opportunity for them to just talk and say things out loud, and express themselves, and the fact that sometimes people can fill that space with me without even knowing me, I'll take it, right, I'll take it, it makes me feel weird sometimes, and I'm like, all right, I want to get away from this conversation, because this is, this is too much for me, you know, that's my boundary, but, um, Still, I think it it's its insight. A lot of times when that does happen, I'm like, man, the fact that this person is divulging so much right now, that just means that they've been holding on to this for God knows how long. And I realize it's, it's very hard to find people that are actually listening to you when you talk. I've noticed it. Right. And sometimes I refrain from talking because I realize, all right, this person isn't listening. So I'm going to just kind of do my thing, (laughs) you know, and then you stop sharing things. You stop sharing things. And, you know, for some, it seems like secretive or whatever the case may be. But it's like I just recognize that you don't listen. Right. Sometimes I don't need somebody to fix my problems. I just want them to listen. You know, just listen. Being present goes a long way, and it's it's truly a gift. And what it does, again, it builds relationship and it builds trust because what this person knows is, like, I know that when I'm in the space of this person, they're going to do their best to take care of me, whatever that looks like, to their capacity, right? They're going to do their best. And that's all we can ask for sometimes. I, I, I swear, when I know somebody's, like, actively listening or just being present, for me, a holding space. It feels amazing, right? Because I don't have to do the dance of being like, oh, everything's good. Everything's loving. Like, like, nah, we're good. And I want you guys to do something for yourselves this week. Do it for me. Do it for yourself. You don't have to write on a pen and paper. You could just even journal it in your phone. Are you able to write out your truth this week, you know, for the next five days, At the end of the night or in the morning, whenever you have a moment, you're always on your phone. Everybody's always on their phone. Don't bullshit me. Um, (laughs) Do you have a moment to just kind of like write in your notes in in your app um, and just say, this is my truth. And then just start writing. Or this is how I really feel. It doesn't need to be negative either, guys. P.S. If you are happy, own that. Embrace that, you know. Revel in that because you deserve to feel at peace too. Write it, right? And if you're not feeling okay, can you write that? Or do you have it in you to just hit up a friend or somebody you're close to and be like, hey, I just haven't been having an okay week or I haven't been feeling okay lately. I don't need you to help or fix anything. I just wanted to say this out loud. Can you do that? It's very freeing, you know? Also, too, I write five gratitudes a night. I I speak on that all the time because it's important. You know, some days I'll skip and I feel weird if I don't write those five gratitudes. But it just kind of brings me back to center. But it also gives me a moment to think at the end of the night when the rest of the world is asleep. In most cases. Right? Give yourself the space to be with you. And don't feel ashamed for having hard experiences. Don't feel ashamed for having amazing experiences. You know, don't get slumped into the toxic positivity because that just kind of makes it harder for you to know what's good and what's not for you and how you show up for others, all right? Um, Hey, shout out to the people who've been leaving reviews on the podcast. It's been growing, guys. (laughs) As always, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. And if you haven't, leave a review on the podcast. If you listen on Spotify, you could tap the, uh, the rating button. If you're on iTunes, just hit the five stars at the bottom. It takes a couple of seconds. But those couple of seconds mean the world and it really builds this world. All right. I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you guys for always coming back and tuning in and um, just letting me know what works right? And what doesn't, you know, (laughs) I appreciate you guys for telling me that the sound was so low because now I'm being a lot more cognizant of it. I've been told so many times, like Isaiah, speak louder. And I'm like, this is as loud as I speak a lot of times. (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for just being here, being present. And I'm glad you allow me to be a part of your space and um, just take up space in your world for a little bit. All right. Take care of yourselves this week. All right. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and take flight.